Hey, gang, DP. It is the greatest de great debate. Greatest coach of all time. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, gang, it's DP. Boom, it says so right there. Uh, thank you for making Locked On Huskers your first watch and listen each and every single day. Uh, this episode brought to you, folks, uh, by FanDuel Sportsbook. We appreciate the folks from FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Uh, for all of your bets, whatever whatever prop bets you want, they've got them there. FanDuel.com. Get yourself ready for March Madness. I wanted to spend a bit of this episode in tribute to the birthday gentleman. I can't, he's too, he's too refined to call him the birthday boy. I'll call him the birthday gentleman. I'll call him the birthday coach. He is Dr. Tom Osborne, just celebrating his 86th birthday. And having, I've been on the road a bit and having some discussion about where he falls in the, the college coaching pantheon. Yes. As a matter of statement and a matter of fact, no matter who you are and where you are in the country and whatever level of football fans you are, Dr. Tom Osborne is on the Mount Rushmore of college coaches. Uh, and if you disagree, you're wrong. <laughs> That's how simple that will be for his numbers and his impact. Uh, and specifically, his final five seasons as the head coach at the University of Nebraska. And for him to dismount from coaching at the very apex, at the very top, as a champion, winning a championship in his final game, that's a big part of the discussion. The run, the 60-3 and three run over the course of his final five years um, is unmatched. And to be able to, to consider that in this thing that is college football, a lot of the things that are done from a coaching staff standpoint, uh, from a game preparation standpoint, and then a game psychology standpoint can 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 be directly threaded through Dr. O Dr. Tom Osborne and his run at the University of Nebraska. Now, um, being from Hastings gives some I don't know. It's, 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 it's adding shine to the diamond being uh, from Hastings, being an elite athlete in high school, being an elite athlete in college. As a matter of fact, you know, the, the, the player of the year uh, in both high school and college, and then threading himself through another legendary coach walking directly in the footpath in the footprints of Bob Devaney. And then finding his way from an unpaid assistant to offensive coordinator in a matter of, of, of seven years. That's a really cool story. And if you wrote that story for a movie, people probably wouldn't believe it, that this unpaid assistant will go on to become one of the great coaches of all time. And I kind of teased the lead because I wanted you to think and ponder for a brief moment that discussion of the greatest coach in college football history. 
Now, that conversation has evolved and it has, uh, it's actually fluid. Uh, recent performances in college football have changed the discussion and give us more room to work from. But to understand what he did, in, and not only in the final five years, but uh, in the duration of his career, uh, is pretty exceptional at any school, and it doesn't matter uh, what the school is. But let's say this, that he, he plays at Hastings, uh, drafted by the 49ers, uh, didn't make the team, was signed by the Washington Redskins, played for two seasons, uh, won the very last NFL game he played in. And for those of you folks who know me, knowing that I'm a Washington football fan, that uh, I, I get some great joy in the fact that he won one he won one game as a as a member of the Washington Redskins, and uh, that one was the last game he played with the Washington Redskins. And letting you further know that as a as a, as a fan of that franchise, that it is far more meaningful that the last win and the only win in his last game was against the Dallas Cowboys, extra bonus, extra bonus in that. And then as, as an assistant coach going on the run and, and winning uh, those two titles under Devaney and then becoming uh, the head coach uh, in 1973. Um, numbers tell whatever story and from whatever slant you want. That's kind of where we are now, that uh, numbers, while factual, people will put context on it and try to say that 120 wins in this era is different than 120 wins in another. Um, but what we can simply say is that he won national championships. Uh, three national championships, 1994, 1995, and 1997. He won 12 Big A Big eight championships, one Big 12 championship, and then two Northern Division uh, championships in, in 96 and 97. Uh, did not. He won the – okay, so here, here's, here's the thing. He won seven Big Big Eight Coach of the Year awards. Um, what, what leaves me to ponder is how he's the coach of the decade but wasn't multiple Coach of the Year winners. Ponder that for a second, that that how bad things are in perspective. Can we just retroactively go back and make him uh, the coach of the year, all of the years of his career, um, except for the, the the three that Barry Switzer won? Can we can we do that? I, I don't think that's asking. I, I think collectively as a fan, as a fan base uh, for his birthday, we're going to retroactively award him. Uh, not only coach of the decade, but uh, coach of the year several times over. We're toward the break here. Um, I do want to talk about uh, what's going on in Nebraska football uh, as they try to build towards uh, and ramp themselves up uh, towards uh, spring ball, spring game, April 22nd, Memorial Stadium. And then I want to bounce through a little bit of what's going on in the two basketball programs and the volleyball program here at the University of Nebraska. We'll do that when we come back. To lock on March Madness is right around the corner. 
If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, gang, to Locked On Huskers. Again, we thank you for making Locked On Huskers the first uh, watch and listen each and every single day. Uh, make your second watch and listen, Locked On College Basketball, as we get you all ramped up for March Madness, these conference tournaments, all the stuff you need. Isaac Shade, Andy Patton will take you through on and off the floor. You can find out what's going on, talk to some of the best coaches, best players. You'll find out everything you need to know about college basketball and Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or however you consume your daily podcast. The, the, the birthday of, of Dr. Tom Osborne and talking about him as on the Mount Rushmore of, of, of college coaches. And I think it would be fair, sad and fair, to say that two Alabama coaches are on that Mount Rushmore, that Nick Saban and Bear Bryant are on the college football Mount Rushmore. Uh, firmly there is Dr. Tom Osborne as the third, and then we can have several discussions that maybe Bob Devaney, maybe Newt Rockney, maybe like it's 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 not that complicated beyond that um, to talk about the greatest coaches in in, in college football history. Um, I, I think Newt Rockney because of his numbers. Um, just to give you a little bit of a little bit of of what it is that Rockney won five national championships in 11 years, 12 years, 11 years. Um, that's pretty exceptional. Like if you're going to talk what this is. Uh, and then he, of course, has you know the historical speech, you know, win one for the Gipper. That's a big thing. Uh, Bear Bryant, uh, but point of point of, of, of conversation, New Rockney won 86% of his uh, collegiate games. So uh, Bear Bryant with more wins, um, probably the most famous name in all of coaching. Uh, six national championships, 14 SEC championships, uh, 24 straight bowl games. Okay, Bear. Yeah, you, you did too much. <laughs> There's <laughs> in that in that time that we're talking about, but over that that five year stretch, I was talking about for Coach Osborne. He won ninety five percent of those games. Uh, Twenty five postseason rankings. That, that that's pretty good. And then you know those those national titles and Heisman Trophy winners don't hurt. Um, some would say Joe Paterno. You can have that discussion whether he's your fourth. Bobby Bowden down in Florida State uh, could be in that in that conversation. Bud Wilkinson in Oklahoma, um, and what he did in that period of time, and they won fourteen conference championships in seventeen years under Bud Wilkinson. So Alabama would get to maybe Barry Switzer sneaks in, but Tom Osborne uh, definitely in. Bob Devaney a part of the discussion. And I think that's a fair way to to, to at least get eyes on uh, what this was. The 12 
he won 13 conference championships and at 255, 49, and three, of all the coaches we're talking about, it's the winning percentage that ranks right up there with Newt Rockney. Just exceptional. Um, like Bear Bryant, um, it was the running game. It was the running game. It was the running game. And then his ability to adapt to the needs of that group of players that he had from year to year that made Coach Osborne unique. We've talked to several of his former players, and they all speak of the psychology that he worked from. Uh, this is, you know, with a degree in educational psychology, yeah. <laughs> there was a method to the madness. There was a method to the madness, and it showed up in his relationships uh, to have different players talk about their conversations with Coach Osborne that generally they started with he got to the truth, which also implied that he cared about the truth. When you speak of integrity and character, uh, being strong, being uh, a relationships person, these were all boxes that you would check for the legendary coach, uh, Tom Osborne, and why uh, people hold him in the in the high regard uh, that, that they do. Also, in that several moments, uh, Finally, getting over the hump, the 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 often talked about and revisited and relived two point conversion. Whether you kick the extra point and claim the extra claim the the extra national championship um, or the first national championship, then finding a way uh, to get the wins and then finishing uh, with with a championship win. All of these things. The pipeline, uh, the the defensive flexibility, and being able to, uh, to to just have a constant flow and influx of talented, gifted, physical players, and then managing those players from team to team, from season to season, from series to series. As a matter of fact, uh, I think for me, uh, I would put him side by side with Bear Bryant. I would put him slightly above Nick Saban because of what he had to do at Nebraska. That while Tuscaloosa is not exactly a hotbed, it is in the South, and it is much easier to recruit to. Um, I, I have great appreciation for getting people to come to Lincoln, stay there, excel there, grow there, and be a part of it. Coach Osborne brought talented people to Lincoln, Nebraska, developed them, and then sent them sent them into the world and made them better than they were before they got there. Toward the break, when we close out Locked on Huskers, it will be about volleyball, men's basketball, women's basketball, the Big Ten women's basketball tournament, and then our eyes towards the men's Big Ten basketball tournament here, Locked on Huskers. <laughs> Final segment of this episode of Locked on Huskers. And once again, I want to thank the folks from FanDuel uh, for sponsoring this episode and making sure uh, that every moment more, make every moment more. That's literally what this is all about. Um, whether you, you are a big time uh, odds guy or girl, 
whether wagering is fun, whether it's a thing that you do in your friendships, whatever it is, and whatever the sport, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Um, I want to close with a couple of things. One, that uh, August 25th, August 30th, apologies, August 30th, Nebraska volleyball will play an outdoor volleyball game at Memorial Stadium. They'll play against the University of Nebraska Omaha. There'll be another match previous uh, prior to that, and then a concert that follows. The this is all in an effort to to erase and just destroy the current uh, attendance high in college volleyball. Uh, I think the numbers will play out. Um, it, it there is some boundary set that. It's the number of people who are there at the beginning of the second set for the Nebraska uh, and the Nebraska Omaha uh, match. That number will be the number that the attendance uh, has to beat. And I believe the number has to be 16,834. And I have a sneaky suspicion that with four Nebraska schools playing, they'll get that record done. Um, Big week. Coming up Thursday, uh, 11.30 in Minneapolis, the women's basketball team will jump into the Big Ten tournament. Uh, they avoid the first day play, uh, but they, they get to come in and play number nine Michigan State, a team that they beat 71-67 uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, in a game that Nebraska led by uh, by double digits at halftime and then had to hold on for a four-point four win. Uh, but – the matchup, I think they would be happy with the matchup. I don't. I hope that they do not get their eyes forward and and beyond that. Uh, but this team has a remarkable ability to play at the talent of the people they're playing against. If they get their eyes forward past Michigan State, they directly are in line and on course with facing uh, top top five ranked Indiana. And I went through this mental discussion that. It doesn't really matter what their ranking was because if you win a game, you're going to end up with four teams who could all possibly end up in the, in the, in the final four. That's how good the Big Ten uh, top top shelf is. So good luck to Amy Williams and the women's basketball team. And then the men's basketball team have played themselves into a very interesting situation. Tomorrow night they will face uh, – Tuesday night they will face uh, Michigan State at home. Uh, I have a feeling the crowd is going to be pretty raucous and pretty full. Big opportunity uh, to get a win, and then they will close out their season against Iowa on the weekend. But a chance to play themselves out of the play-in games, though that are early first-round games, and then into a second night of games. Also, playing yourself above 500. If they can win out in conference, they'll be at 500 going into the tournament. Um, if they go one and one, they'll be above 500 going into the tournament. And with a very likely, a very high pop, uh, probability of playing themselves into the NIT tournament, which was a thing that if we said that a month ago, we would have been laughed at and mocked. To each of the players who have played just exceptional basketball, even with duress, even with, with injuries, even with doubt and question. To get those players into this situation took a remarkable job of coaching by Coach Fred Hoiberg, remarkable uh, leadership 
uh, from Derek Walker, Sam Greasel, CJ Walker, uh, getting get Kasich Tamanaga and Tamanaga and his emergence as a legitimate Big Ten scoring threat. Um, and then Sam Hoiberg coming off the bench, the maturity, uh, maturing of Jamarcus Lawrence. This has been fun to watch if you're a Husker Hoops fan. They'll have a chance to play themselves through. We will stand and support them. Uh, thank you once again for allowing uh, Locked on Huskers to be your first watch and listen each and every single day. And please make your second watch and listen each and every day. Locked on College Basketball, Isaac, Isaac Shade, Andy Patton will take you through, get you prepared for March Madness and these tournaments. Find them all on YouTube or however you consume your podcast. We close this episode of Lockdown Huskers with those three words that we love so much. I want to hear them at PBA on Tuesday night. Go Big Red.